Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Progressive View. I'm Jack, sitting here with my co-host Rachel. You know, this episode is a couple of days late. We were at Pride, and then we we're really tired, and we honestly were just lazy and didn't really get around to it. Um, but we're finally recording now. And before we get into it, I want to ask Rachel, how was your Pride experience? I had an amazing time. I had so much fun marching uh, with Gloria Johnson and um, Jack and some other of our politically involved friends um, in the march before the actual festival started. It was really great to see um, so many supportive faces and, um, you know, so many more politically involved people in the crowd. I don't know. It was just, it was a great experience and gives me hope, you know, a lot of the times things happen um, that give make Jack and I think, well, if what are, is what we're doing even worth it? Are we actually making a difference? And it was a really good experience to I know be someone to who, who would say we weren't, but um, anyway. Um, so <laughs> I actually, Gloria was telling me at the office today that she heard that the estimate of the number of people there was between 20 and 30,000, and the number of people at the Women's March in Knoxville was only 14. That is insane. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun experience. Um, I also got to see a lot of my future classmates posting at New York City Pride on Sunday, which was just excellent to have to miss out on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience, and we're going to go ahead and jump into our first few stories. So something we actually never covered last week because it was being covered so much, but something we absolutely have to talk about is the Trump administration's border separation policy. Um, we didn't touch on it very much. Since that policy was instated, the president issued an executive order which stopped the future separation of children from their families. It still at the same time kept the 100% zero tolerance policy um, where they prosecute every single illegal crossing case that they find. It also did not reunite the families. There are about 2,300 of them which have been separated from their children um, so far, at least yet. So a lot of senators and congresspeople, as well as civil rights advocates, reporters, etc., have been trying and sometimes succeeding at touring these detention facilities in Texas, often other places too, like New York, um, that these children are being held at. And it's, I mean, there's not much we can say other than it's a horrendous situation. We hope it improves, obviously, we hope it stops. But just, you, it's one of those things where you're just left speechless as to how inhumane it is and how there are people, not just that it's happening, but there are people who will actively defend it and say that these people deserve to be there. A common, argue, common argument I've seen is, well, when you arrest people in uh, that are citizens of the United States, they get separated from their children. And it's like, yes, they get separated from their children, but their children don't go to detention facilities. They go and stay with a relative, or in the worst case scenarios, they go into foster care, which is still not a detention facility. And at the same time, people have been pointing out, well, these people did something illegal by crossing illegally. They may have crossed illegally, but what they're doing a lot, a lot of the time is fleeing domestic violence, gang violence, cartel violence, um, and if they go back to their country, they often can and sometimes do get killed, um, if not beaten or assaulted for um, not being in with the right gang or having crossed the wrong person. So these are basically, this is basically a refugee crisis, as it was put by Angus King on Meet the Press on Sunday. and. Not surprisingly, there's no sympathy from the president. Yeah, and you know another issue is that there have been so many myths circulating around. Um, honestly, on both sides of the party, I've seen a lot of pictures that have been shared by lots of liberal people on Facebook that have ended up not being part of the actual crisis. And you know, I understand that it's very easy to get swept up in that, but um, 
we urge all of our listeners, you know, make sure you pay attention to the source of where you're getting your news. Um, but on the other hand, there has been a lot of misinformation um, spread by Trump supporters, you know, people saying, oh, these people um, committed a crime. They deserve to be out of the country. Well, first of all, um, illegal immigration is not a felony. It is a, what is the opposite? Of misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, thank you. And a lot of the times the fees, like $10, you know, not a lot of money. And um, also a good percentage of the people coming that they've detained are people seeking political asylum. Political asylum is not illegal. Um, it is something that it's an international law even that the United States has been part of that it is not illegal to seek political asylum. And the problem is that these people are coming to the border border, you know, legally asking, you know, as refugees from gang violence, domestic violence, um, you know, extreme poverty. And for the United States, you know, a country that was built on immigrants and uh, a country that still could mainly consist of immigrant labor um, in many factories and farms and stuff is just unbelievable. And, you know, another thing is they're saying, oh, this deters crime and oh, all these people are committing crimes, but actually immigrants are less likely to create um, or to commit a crime than United States citizens. So, you know, to sum this up, we just really urge everybody to make sure that you're paying attention to the news, make sure that you know where your sources are coming from, um, and, you know, to keep on the fight and still stay involved. So another story that I just wanted to jump to, we, we did a quick thing there, and I think that there's so much more we could go into, but I think we'd be repeating a lot of the points that other people have made. So this is more of a fun story. Um, if you don't support Trump, which I don't think anyone listening to this does, as you all know, Rachel and I are going to college in Washington next year, the swamp. Um, so there's this story in, in um, I think it was on Friday in Politico magazine called Young Trumpies Hit DC. And basically what it talks about is how over the last few administrations, it's, it starts at Clinton and goes forward and talks about how um, the young White House staffers generally set the scene, set the um, tone and the styles in Washington. Uh, here's the quote. It's a fact of social Washington, or it has been up to now, that each administration's junior staffers help set the tone for D.C. quote-unquote cool. In, Clinton, in the Clinton years, the diverse and lively Adams Morgan, one of a number of small neighborhoods, blah, 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 became a hub for young appointees. George W. Bush brought in a new generation of country club Republicans. So there's all these things. Um, young, diverse Obama staffers, meanwhile, um, had group houses and with lots of roommates and parties and had basketball games and all this stuff. So basically what this article is pointing out is that while... Um, White House staffers in years past have been kind of the life of the party in D.C. Um, Trump staffers are so hated that they are basically stuck in this one corner of D.C. And there's a map on here that's basically the waterfront and Navy Yard, which is below the Capitol and the White House, whereas all of the previous administrations have generally been above the Capitol and the White House. Um, and they are so used to people having active uh because the district i believe voted over like over 90 percent for hillary clinton i mean the bars the the restaurants the houses all have things about the resistance and things that trump does not support um posted everywhere they claim that it was actually worse when the campaign was in new york but i just think it's kind of funny how these trump staffers are in this article there's about 30 anonymous sources and a lot of them are complaining about how tough their life is because they're having to live in dc where all these people are part of the resistance and they're not um you know 
pro-Trump or anything. And it's funny because this administration and these people are working for a man and for people who are just actively destroying people's life, um, making healthcare less accessible, literally killing people, separating children from families. And it's funny how they're complaining about how their life is too hard. One of the main things they point out is that the most common thing they see on dating apps, which I assume when they're referring to this with these young staffers would be tender, is that in the bio it'll say uh, no Trump supporters allowed or swipe left, which means um, say no to me if you support Trump, which I think is really funny because um, these people, <laughs> maybe I'm just a bully, but I just enjoy that these people aren't able to go out and have fun because they're destroying people's lives and I don't think they deserve to have a social life when they're destroying people's actual lives. Exactly. What I think is really funny is that their main problem is struggling to get a date and struggling to get involved with parties. You know, I'm so sorry that um, these staffers, you know, are struggling to be the life of the party. I'm sorry. They don't deserve to be invited to the party. They're supporting an administration who uh, is literally tearing children apart from their parents' arms. So I... You know, I have absolutely no sympathy for them. And another thing that this reminds me of is, um, you know, recently uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, she was kicked out of a restaurant, um, you know, for being a Trump staff or whatever. And while, I mean, while I do support the idea of bipartisan, you know, support and working bipartisan together, <laughs> I also understand that. You know, so a good way to point this out is that I saw this tweet and it was a screenshot. It was like, leave staffer uh, or let Trump staffers eat in peace. And the next picture was ice workers eat at restaurant and then detain workers after they're done eating. So for them, for these people to be complaining uh, about not being able to eat in peace, you know, while I do, I guess, somewhat sympathize, I really don't because that is the one problem they're having. I and mean, they're literally destroying other people's lives. And, you know, Additionally, um, in the story about Sarah Sanders, the owner, you know, had undocumented workers, minority workers, gay workers, um, and even asked him if them if they felt comfortable, and they said no. And I think that they have every right, you know, um, especially in, in D.C., if, if somebody doesn't feel safe having someone who works for such an evil administration, uh, they absolutely do not have to. And one of the staffers was quoted as saying, um, whenever they're on a date, someone says, you didn't vote for Trump, right? As soon as I say, of course I did, it devolves into all caps, how could you be such a racist and a bigot? And um, you're going to take away our birth control. Uh, do you rip babies from their mothers and send them to Mexico, etc.? So what this staffer is implying is that she does not want to take away birth control and that she does not want babies to be ripped away from their mothers and deported. But the problem is that even if she personally doesn't want that to happen, she not only just voted and supported for this man, she's now working for him, and she still works for him. So it's it's annoying, it's just distressing how you can't, I mean, you can, you can work for someone in politics and say you don't support 100% of their policies. I mean, it would be fine for me to work for President Obama and say I don't support his policy on fracking or I think he sometimes does too much to make Wall Street happy. But that's not as big of a deal as working for a man who literally said there are good people on both sides in terms of Nazis and protesters and someone who said someone who is actively working to defund Planned Parenthood and to literally, as it says, rip babies from their mothers and then deport families. So they, even if you don't support all those policies, it's not just a 
simple political disagreement, that's like a human rights thing. That sounded really basic. It's like a human rights thing, but that is a human rights thing, and you can't you you can't work for that administration and say, oh, I just I just disagree with that policy. No, that's not a policy. That's that's lives. Exactly. And what else is funny is that you know all of these Trump supporters are like, well, that bakery had every single right, you know, to not have to cook a um, wedding cake for a gay couple. Okay, well then that means that you also have to support the liberty and freedom of all of these people in DC, restaurants, you know, parties, all that to have the exact same right and, you know, not serve someone like that. So Rachel and I are kind of we just recorded an interview. Uh, no. <laughs> you better bleep that, I swear to God. Just so the audience knows, I just said the word P-O-O-P-E-D. Absolutely not. <laughs> and Rachel doesn't approve of that, so she's going to make me go back and spend like five minutes or ten minutes bleeping that. Anyway, um, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us. And um, <clears throat> sorry this episode is really short, but we thought that we would obviously give you an update on what's going on with the situation at the border, as well as this fun story about Trump staffers and how no one likes them. Um, surprise, surprise. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. This is a short episode. We hope you'll share it with all your friends and family. Uh, give us a rating in the iTunes store or wherever you're listening to this. Share it on social media. Follow all of our social medias. And of course, check out our sources um, in the links below. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.